2: Welcome back guys, DGS and KMOX 405, Uh, let's talk to our pal Maria Kina, she is live out at the, uh, the Drury Plaza, downtown St. Louis, hello Maria. Hey, Dave how are you good so I uh, heard about this earlier I came in about halfway through your newscast and I think it's important enough that I want you to kind of redo it and get into a little more detail let's start from scratch for anyone who's just getting in their car and heading home from work what's going on downtown
3: at the Drury this started very early this morning this is the Drury at fourth and Market and apparently a child called 911 and said that their mother and father were arguing police responded Uh, This turned into a domestic situation and apparently a standoff police believe that the husband has a gun But none of that has been confirmed because st. Louis police have not provided any kind of a briefing throughout the entire day Except a noon briefing which they do online where they made mention of this So as we understand it right now the mother and the husband are still in that room But we do not know where it stands right now. We don't know if there's any negotiators in there talking with the man. It's just unknown. We do understand that he might suffer from PTSD. But again, this is kind of all speculation from the scene because we have not had anything official from police.
2: Maria, is that kind of uh, standard operating procedure or is that uh, curious that the police are being so closed mouth about it?
3: When you have a standoff like this, you will go several hours and not hear from police. I I, I would imagine by this afternoon, though, they might have provided some sort of a briefing that one of the um, higher ups might have. But we still just haven't received that. So we we don't know what's happening. I could tell you from the scene that it's not a tense situation. Hmm. So that usually bodes well for what's happening when you don't see police, you know, at attention. Um, But again, we just we just don't know what. The situation is we don't know if the people are from st louis or or what precipitated this do they
2: have to uh do they have to get everyone out of the hotel or there's still people in other rooms
3: no interestingly enough they evacuated the floor that the husband and wife are on but they the rest of the hotel is operating as usual including the restaurant pedestrian traffic they're letting it walk around um the the hotel there's no restrictions there there are restrictions at market and broadway where they don't let cars go down to fourth street but that's really the only restriction there are some the swat team is here and their large vehicle is here on other areas around the hotel far from the hotel like down by memorial drive but um we were all kind of surprised the fact that pedestrians were allowed to walk
2: it seems dangerous right like i mean it's very odd yeah all right, uh, thank
3: you, Maria. Well, Keep, I think... Go ahead. No, I just was going to say, I, I, when, when Andrew said it sounds dangerous, I think police understand the situation that they're dealing with, and we have heard that this is an interior room, though we have not been able to confirm that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure police would not let the people be walking around right. there if there was an imminent danger. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let us know if you have any updates. We appreciate it. I will. Thanks, Dave.
2: So this is one of those goofy kind of online things, but uh, it's interesting to me. Uh, it's gone viral. The first date goes bad when the guy, it's a, a, Tinder date, a guy meets a lady. He asks her out. They go to a, a nice dinner and I guess they don't hit it off. And he says, Hey, how about you split the bill with me? And she says, mm, you asked me on a date. How about you pay the bill and be a gentleman? And he's like, ah, it's 2024. Uh, you feminist, you want, uh, equal rights until it's time to pay the bill. And the internet's divided thoughts. Hmm. No, I mean, you
4: you asked her out, she accepted, and that's I mean, that's that. Just cuz you didn't hit it off doesn't mean that, you know, be a man, pay the bill. I mean,
0: I it, it, from my view, if I ask, you know, going just it's been a long time, but when I ask someone, if I ask a friend to go to dinner, usually it's because I'm planning on picking up the tab. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm making the request, so back in high school or college, if I was asking someone out, it would have been like, I'm paying. That's why I'm saying, or I would clear that up at the beginning, right? Like when you, Hey, listen, so there's no pressure. Why don't we just pick up our own side of this and we can do that. I know that may be a little awkward too, but I think it's kind of a jerk move because I do think that when you are the one asking, that's not an unfair assumption, Mm -hmm. unless you're making clear up front that that's not the arrangement you want.
2: Yeah. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a bill picker-upper. Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. something like a date. I'm, I'm very old school about that. I, I would be uh, humiliated. Now, if a woman wanted yeah, to take me out or if a woman said, yeah, I'll go to dinner with you, but we're going to split it, cool. But uh, I would never the, at the end of the meal spring it on you, much less on a date. So. Right.
4: Because you're a man and you that's, thats you know a what man. I mean? That's just, well, I'm just saying like that's that's what I <laughs> a man, I don't have a better way to say it than
2: that. A a similar story. I thought this one was really interesting. Uh, This woman is invited to go on a big birthday party celebration. And uh, her friend is like a a, a successful model. And she's the only one she knows at this party, like 10 people or so. And they go to one of these Brazilian steakhouses. Okay, you ever been to one of those? Mm -hmm. Meat on a stick. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's $50 per person. And she complains because one of her uh, items is not up to snuff. And so the guy says, okay, we're gonna take that off. So she only owes 25 bucks and everyone else owes 50. And when the bill comes, they say, okay, everybody, uh, it's 150 bucks a piece because we're splitting the bill 10 ways. And that's what the bill was. She's a single mom. She doesn't have that money. She only had $48 to her name. And she ends up agreeing to pay $48. That's all I have to my name. I'm going home. You guys are jerks. And everyone's like, hey, don't show up unless you can uh, pay your share of it. And it's not our problem that your filet mignon was chewy and they took it off of your bill. Uh, Hobo Joe, thoughts? Yeah. yeah. a bunch. I've been, of my-
0: in these, been in these situations a lot.
2: I don't think. And you know so many supermodels.
0: Uh, yeah. Because yeah. well, he's a freeloader. Yeah. That's just college. <laughs> but been in that situation a lot where you have a lot of people going out, whether it's individuals or you know several couples. I don't think the assumption should ever be that you're just dividing by the number of people there, unless everybody's price is the same. Like, because I don't drink, right? So if I went out with a group of friends and everybody's getting beer, I'm not paying for your beer. That, I mean, I'll pay for mine. I'll even pay for a big share of the tip or whatever, but I would think that the expectation should be a bunch amongst a bunch of adults, especially now in restaurants, where it's so easy to split bills. It's so easy. It's a push of a button. It used to be complicated. When somebody asked me to split a bill yeah, back in the suck. 90s, it sucked. It's like, oh, no. I got it. It's easy to do now. That should be the expectation so that if one person who has more money is like, I'm having four cocktails and the most expensive steak on the menu, that your friends aren't picking up part of that.
4: But I also – uh, being the person in my friend group uh who has who has the least money typically. Uh, uh there are certain things you just can't do. There are certain yeah. times where your friends will be like, "Hey, we're thinking about putting together like a buddies trip. We all want to go to Hawaii for a week or whatever." And you just "Sorry, I mean, it's a part of life. You got to go. Yeah. I can't afford that. Uh if you guys want to go somewhere cheaper, I can probably go with you, but if you guys want to go to uh Hawaii, well, that's fine too. Yeah. I just can't go with. I mean, it's, it's Where
2: do you stand on that life. one? Uh I I agree with you guys. I think it's just sort of common sense that if I had $48 to my name, I'm not going to dinner with anybody. Yeah, but you know,
0: like if you're the friend that invited a friend, you kind of know, right? I mean, you know what your friends generally make or if they're like if if you're saying talking single mom with kids and like in this particular case, why wouldn't the friend look out for her friend? Yeah. That's not a very good friend because my first reaction would be Yeah, she's going to pay what she got, especially in that that when she's being discounted anyway. Do you think girls
2: are different than guys? I don't know. Like a group of girls and a group of guys?
0: That's a good question. I I doubt it. I think it's just about who's in the group more than anything else. But, like, if I were looking out for a friend, the last thing I'm going to do is be like, yep, you need to pay for all these things you didn't have. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Let's keep food going here. Fast food news? Yes, fast food news. Okay. So...
4: Here's here's one that I think is very very interesting. Uh, so Oreo launches new space dunk cookies, and if you buy them, you could win a chance to go to space. Hmm. Uh, so they are available. I'm for... I'm not sure I want to go
2: to space on an Oreo spaceship.
4: Yeah, right. Like I that's the know, over. Sounds pretty good. That's the ultimate question, right? Is like if you win a trip to space through Oreo, are you <laughs> yeah, going, or, or are you best. like, I think I'll stay terra firma. Uh, so you, you can, can buy, buy them for now. Keebler. They're liftoff.oreo.com. It's a special version of Oreo that's got blue and pink and marshmallows and uh, popping candies that create a bursting sensation when you bite into them, which uh, sounds extremely terrible to me. Uh, but the color scheme looks nice. So if you, uh, if you scan the QR code once you get your pack of cookies, uh, you can enter the Liftoff with Oreo sweepstakes, and you will take a six-hour trip to the edge of space, in a spaceship Neptune, which is a capsule propelled by a space balloon. So it's no, a little capsule. God, no. I don't want to go on a balloon. No, they, no, 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 Six hours, it takes them to get you into space, <laughs> no, and then you... Go,
0: no. I'm going in a space shuttle-like thing, or I'm yeah. not going, Like, I'll go to space. If somebody's like, hey, we got an old space shuttle and, you know, top-notch, it's perfectly engineered and... All these guys can verify it. I'd do that. I'm not going in a balloon.
4: What's interesting, I'm reading the official copy here, and it, it, the official name of the device that it uses to take you to space is a
2: space balloon, all one word. Not doing that. No, those are supposed to be the future. And Really? I've never oh, heard of this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah because yeah. they
0: don't use any fuel to get up there, and or not like rockets they're do. They're
2: talking about having a um, picture, a big UFO, but it's a balloon and it's a hotel or a restaurant that supposedly nope. uh, in 10, 15 years, we will have a bunch of these things and you will be able to uh, get on the, the restaurant balloon and go up into space and have dinner, spend the night, come back down. I'm going to
4: email them the Wikipedia article for Hindenburg. <laughs> um, I think they figured um, some things out since then. Uh, old heads of the DGS, people have been listening for a very long time. will recall Gas Station Chicken. Uh, it used to be a staple of the DGS diet. Um, that is a brand called Crispy Crunchy that I'm a big fan of. It's it's you can buy if you own a gas station you can Can buy. Can you still get it up there on Crispy Crunchy? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been in that gas station in a very long time. There's a few places near my house where I can get it. I know that. Uh, They are launching a premium Cajun chicken sandwich. All white meat fillet, marinated in a Cajun spice. And then they have, like, a honey sauce on top, which is the that honey over, sauce though? is incredibly good. Like
2: the Chicken Sandwich Wars? Where the people... Chicken
4: Sandwich Wars are over, in so much as they had ever began. But the sandwich sounds incredible, and it's only 5 bucks, So I will be trying to oh. get the Cajun honey uh, chicken sandwich. It's, that sounds, and it's called premium. That sounds awesome. And it's it premium. Uh, and then my, uh, my final uh, relevant story here, I would say, is that... Uh, they are officially in all their locations removing the charged lemonade from self serve. Now they've already done it at my Panera, uh, but it's it's just I, I'm I remain fascinated as much as I love those things. I remain fascinated that th- their commitment to keeping them on the shelves. Is there a limit to how many you can purchase? There is no limit to how many you can purchase. However. Um, That's something that I, that I, maybe I'll test that out sometime is that if you, yeah, why don't you do that? (laughs) Well, so they're behind the counter now. You have to ask for them. You can't self-serve them anymore. So I wonder if you go up and you, if you go up for your fourth charged lemonade in two hours, I wonder if the, they will like cut you off like it's a bar or something.
2: 425 DGS we have the uh, the president of the Missouri Senate coming up in the uh, the next segment he has stripped five of the uh, Freedom Caucus, which he calls the Chaos Cau- Caucus, uh, of their committee assignments. Sort of a miniature of what's going on in the in the House of Representatives. So we're going to have him on. He's a Republican as well. Should be really interesting. So as you guys may know from the show, I have uh, a freshman, my daughter Phoebe, at KU. Nick uh, is a Mizzou grad, so that makes for a lot of family fun. And uh, I watch both. I root for both. And uh, I was really excited about Mizzou basketball this year but man they're, they're having a rough patch
0: it, it has not gone as planned so last year was a really good year for them um and i wouldn't say unexpectedly good but 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 pleasantly surprising right i mean it, like they were much better than i thought they were going to be last year um but this is kind of the nature of college sports and especially college basketball now things change really fast and it's frustrating uh, it's because of the transfer portal, and then you throw in normal recruiting and all of that. And basketball is about such a small number of players, right? Football to be good, you've got to have a lot of good players. Basketball can be as as few as a couple of difference makers. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not been uh, not been what you hoped for. But I don't I don't think it's a long term indictment on Coach Gates or anything like that. It just kind of is what it is. But the fact that they're 0-6 in the conference. Yeah, mm, that 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 that's
2: do you think it was a good move for Mizzou to go to the SEC overall?
0: Well, I mean, financially, it's a great move um, and it does give it just you takes a time
2: to catch up. Yeah,
0: I mean, but, you know, the thought was they should have been pretty good in basketball going in. Right. Like you don't have the same disadvantage there that you do in football when you're talking about comparing to Georgia and Alabama and all of that. Um, but, yeah, it's a big ask for other sports. I think that's the other thing that people forget. Like it's a big ask for baseball. The SEC is loaded in baseball, maybe even more so than in football. That's how how deep it goes. Um, And you think of the other sports, it's a challenge, but, I mean, it's financially stable and you're making a lot of money by being in there. When
2: is the baseball draft every year?
0: It's in July now. Okay. Yeah. It used to be in June and they moved it around a little bit. Just the last couple of years.
2: And where are we? The Cardinals?
0: This year? Yeah. Oh, I think number five. I think it's top, I know it's top 10 pick. I think they have the, might not be the fifth, but it's a top 10 pick for the first time in forever. You said
2: it's kind of a, not the greatest draft class. Uh, The last couple have been really good.
0: I I wouldn't say it's not great. I would say it's more normal. Last year was abnormally deep. But some of that was because of like COVID rules where kids got extra eligibility and some people were delayed in getting going and then there were transfers and other things. So it was a little bit.
2: If you have a top five pick, they usually end up on the team, right? Your odds are much
0: better when you're top five or ten and you get later in the round, they become it becomes more of a variable, yeah. But it,
2: it's, it's, it's I could talk about this forever. Like Bulger was sixth round. Uh, Tom Brady was yeah. one pick ahead of him. So you and like Brock Purdy, how often does that happen in baseball? Where a late round oh, guy ends all the up- time.
0: All the time. I mean, we were talking about Friday, we were talking about Matt Carpenter. He was a really late pick. Albert Pujols was a really late round pick. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Albert Pujols, I think, was like a 13th round pick or something. Old
6: man
2: winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Oh, Heaven. Wait,
1: is it getting warm in here?
5: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
0: Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did
2: welcome back guys DGS on KMOX 437 so a uh, very interesting story coming out of Jefferson City uh, Senator Caleb Rowden who is the president pro tem of the Senate uh, he represents the 19th district Boone and Cooper County before being a senator he did two terms in the Missouri House and he has some taken some action against uh, some of his fellow senators we have a couple of mutual friends we were able to get the senator on today uh, Senator Rowden thank you so much I know you just finished the state of the state we Appreciate your time.
7: You bet. Glad to be with you.
2: So, uh, Senator Rowden, just tell us the story. What's going on uh, with you and these uh, these fellow members of the Senate?
7: Yeah. So we, um, you know, we started session um, January third, I believe, and and since since that time, a small group of of senators that uh, are part of a group called the Freedom Caucus. Uh, have effectively hijacked the, the the institution. Uh we I, I used the stat yesterday which now has been is a little out of date, but the, the the percentages are the same. We've been on the floor for 16 hours. Uh they've been talking for 15 hours and 44 minutes uh, out of that time, they uh have decided that they're going to uh, basically halt every anything from happening. We haven't really even gotten to the business of um getting to the point where I can refer bills to committee and um, have those bills heard and bring them to the floor so that we can start talking about the substantive, uh, you know, policy and in our case, conservative things that we'd like to accomplish. Um, they're they're not arguing about policy; they're arguing about process. They're undermining um, the floor leader, Cindy Lawson from Shelbina, that they actually all voted for and elected. Um, just just for the purpose of uh, of chaos, I, it is my view now that they have attempted to and maybe have broken. The Senate just simply in a place so that they can claim that the game is rigged against them. And, and so yesterday we uh, removed a number of them from committees and and uh, it's the culmination of, of six years of what I, I believe to be, um, you know, intentional um, malice and intentional, you know, um, just basically trying to, to, to make this place. Um, uh, something something that really is unrecognizable to people who have served in it previously.
2: So Senators, you well know, uh, this sort of thing is playing out all over the country and, and in the, the, the House of Representatives and even in the Senate uh, in Washington, DC. Have they made any demands? Could you put on a piece of paper what uh, what these fellow senators want from you to move forward?
7: No, it's a it's a pattern that they've they've used over uh, a, a number of years. They they, you know, buck their chests up and they and they try to do something. In this case, it was stopping a slate of gubernatorial appointments. Um, you know, 20 there's 24 of them. Twenty two of them are unpaid um, uh, volunteers. One former state senator, Dan Hageman, from uh, northwest Missouri, uh, volunteers who are just trying to figure out a way to serve their state. They've Now they're standing in the way. Of of those gubernatorial appointments going forward, um, and uh, th- there is no demand. We've offered them numerous things. Uh, I've told them, let that slate of volunteers of of people who just want to serve Missouri go forward. We'll refer these bills. We'll get these bills to committee, uh, and we'll we'll start talking about these big conservative things that we all want to do. They're they're standing in the way of it. They are they are the ones. And even today, we just adjourned for the day because they wouldn't accept our deal, um, and and they they are the ones. Uh, who are standing in the way of of, of big conservative things getting uh, to the place where we can start talking about them on the floor? I think it's uh, it's um, unfortunate they've decided to use the Senate as a place to um, you know draw attention to really really um, floundering statewide political campaigns. They just want to keep receiving a paycheck from taxpayers, and so they've they've wrecked the Senate uh, in, in an attempt to try to get attention, uh, and we're just done playing games with them. So,
2: Senator, I, uh, I'm a well-documented, independent, free-thinking guy, but I've only voted Democrat once in the last 20 years, so I have been in the tent, did 20 years down at 97-1 before being over here for the three years, and I worry that the, the GOP, the party that I used to call home, is no longer home for me, and you have to fear that for a lot of people like me in Missouri and across the country.
7: Well, you see, you know, you saw the the the, and I agree with you. You saw the 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 scenario play out that you kind of alluded to earlier in D.C. The ousting of Speaker McCarthy by you know a, a similar group of, of uh, you know misfits that were just trying to build a name for themselves. So they they elect Mike Johnson, who I think is is a uh, you know is a tremendous man, and and I think is doing an, a laudable job given the circumstances. But the the outcome of Mike Johnson's speakership uh, as it relates to the negotiations with the Democratic Senate and a Democratic president are the exact same. So we went through, um, you know, months of, of turmoil and, and Republicans, frankly, looking like buffoons. Uh, and and we're right back where we started in D.C. I think, you know, you, you see a similar tact here in, D., in in Jefferson City. And really what they're trying to do is bringing is bring the D.C. brand of, of you know, galvanizing politics and just, you know, full on uh, trench warfare to Jefferson City Jefferson City's not designed like DC it shouldn't be like that we should be able to govern um but they have decided that they want to bring DC here and and uh, like i said uh, enough of my republican colleagues who elected me to this position have decided we're going to push back
2: if you're just joining us here in KMX, we're talking to uh, Senator Caleb Rowden, who is the President Pro Tem of the uh, Missouri Senate from the uh, 19th District, Boone County, a strong conservative uh, senator. What can uh, listeners do? What can people out there in uh, all over Missouri do to to help you out in your cause?
7: Well, I mean, I think uh, you know, I, I I think these guys uh, p- paying attention and and being aware of variables, I, I the, the way I describe. Um, Cindy O'Loughlin is a prime example. Cindy came in and was actually a member of the conservative caucus when she started. Uh, she left that group. The only person um, that in, in in the Senate that's ever formally left their group. And I, I explain it like this: She is. She got down here. She she got inside of the process and was willing to be honest with her voters about the nuance. There's a lot of. Um, there, there's not very many black and white issues down here. There's a lot of gray gray area. And there's a lot of context that needs to be put into these things. So my advice to Uh, listeners and, you know, engaged uh, folks who who, who want a better government is just know what's going on. Make sure that, you know, um, you know, the context of these situations. And it's difficult because the people you're talking about are, um, you know, they're working a job. They're putting their taking their kids to school in the morning and, and going to work and coming home and eating and going to bed. Uh, they don't have time to pay attention to this stuff, but it really is important. I think there's a, a, a strong group of people down here who are interested in governing, who are interested in doing big Republican things. And like I said, I think there's a small group who have decided that they want to wreck the place for their own benefit. And I, I, I think they should be punished for that and not rewarded.
2: Senator, one last question. We'll get you, uh, let you get back to the people's business. Uh, you just left the state of the state. How is the state of the state of Missouri? How are we doing?
7: it's you know we're doing well the governor highlighted um you know any number of of accomplishments uh, you know he 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 set out when he got in there in very tumultuous times as you remember 6 years ago and said we're going to talk about workforce development and infrastructure not the most uh you know sexiest things for lack of a better word but now we've uh, rebuilt 250 bridges we were beginning the process of rebuilding i70 you know workforce um, is, is is tough in today's environment, but apprenticeships are up. And, you know, there's some indicators that I think are really significant. We've cut taxes three times in, in six years and still have record revenues. Um, you know, so there's a lot of really, really good things to point to. I think this governor has been stable and steady at the wheel, never, uh, you know, never got too far out ahead of, of uh, the legislature, which I appreciated, but was a partner. And I think he will be remembered uh, in, in a really, really positive light after taking over in, you know, in really, really challenging times. So I commend him, and, and I think the, the state of Missouri is a better place uh, than it was when he when he got into office.
2: Senator, we really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. What do you think, boys?
0: <laughs> same old, same old, I guess, huh? Or guess it's not old. It's new mm-hmm. at the state level, but...
4: Very familiar story. Very familiar. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm I'm pleased to see our state government here in Missouri taking actions that the federal government has not. And that's – on a state level, it's encouraging, I think.
0: It's just frustrating, though, because as you, you've said this a million times, Dave, that it, the people that do those things that use those tactics are really just trying to get attention. Right? I mean – They're not especially. I'm not speaking as much about the one this this case that we're talking about, but the ones in D.C. It is largely about making themselves into celebrities. They're stars. They're getting attention. When these things come up, they get more donations. They you know their campaigns get funded more. I don't know if that's exactly the motivation here, but the idea of government is not to just gum things up and cause problems, but it is to compromise, work with people that you need to. Maybe figure some things out with yeah. And not just try to grind everything to a halt
2: Andrew let's try to uh, get <clears throat> one of those Five people on tomorrow Let them have their say as well please, please, 453 DGS this is really self Indulgent but uh, You know we talked a lot about South Santa and growing up and everyone's Parents are drunk and you know Girly <laughs> movies in the garage <laughs> And I just interviewed the president of the Missouri Senate and I just got a text from Dave Murray That's weird
4: Yeah, That's really weird Text from Dave Murray said, "Lose my number, punk." <laughs> no, is another dirty picture. <laughs> Dang
2: it! <laughs>
4: you want to do uh, an audio? Sure. Um, did you want the thing that uh, that Trump said yesterday about nah, you? No, trouble. Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, Kevin, what do you? What Let's do you... the
0: Ricky Gervais one Let's because do it. I don't. There's the, there in this quote, in this comment that he makes, there is a part that it explains why I can't stand him, uh, but there's also a good point that he makes in there as well, and it's about. Negative things written about him online. People say, "Oh, how do you take it?" You know, someone writing a blog about you or someone giving you a bad review. I look at it like this: 25 years ago, I was in a, a job. It wasn't very well paid. I didn't, you know, it wasn't bad. I didn't enjoy it much. Um, imagine a a, a a genie had said, um, "In 25 years' time, you can be flying around the world, being an absolute global." Comedy, megastar, um, breaking records, winning awards, uh, have a lovely big house. But now and again, someone somewhere will write a blog about you. Do you want it? Well, yeah, I'll rub the lamp. I will rub the lamp every time. So I, 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 the point that he makes that's correct is you're all. if you're going to be out there, you're going to be criticized. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. It shouldn't be that thing. But that also shows why I hate him. Because he is so self-absorbed. I mean, would you ever say that about yourself in the way that he did it?
2: It's part of his act. He does a big thing about how much richer he is than the people in the... yeah. Yeah.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.